Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass. Brand is this big, vague idea for what you want people to know you by. That's really what it is. And I just started turning that into content, both audio and visual and social and then YouTube and then podcasts and this, 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 this. Like, who are you? Why should people use you? You're a real estate agent that sells X and what? And you love cooking and you love cats and you love kayaking and you love Boston sports, whatever it might be. What is your thing? How people perceive you is how they are gonna do business with you. Whether it's fair or not, okay, perception is reality. And so we wanna make sure that we are putting out the right perception for the people that we want to attract to our lives and to our business. We work with a lot of successful entrepreneurs that nobody knows, which is kind of my forte. I get a lot of people who have built successful businesses, but back to your point, they didn't have a personal brand. Nobody really knew who they were. And they're moving into kind of the next phase of their life. And they're like, I don't even know how to log into my Instagram. You know, so I get I get a lot of entrepreneurs that say, hey, Buck, I need to work on my personal brand. All right. Welcome to the KFA podcast. We have a really exciting episode today. Um, joining us, John Charles, brand new agent and Hannah Dubine, a rock star not brand new. I mean, how, how many years have you been? Three. Three years. A rock star agent who is also young, and and we're just going to dive right in. And, and this episode is very much <clears throat> catered to new agents starting out and lessons that we've learned um, early on and starting his career off on the right foot. I will say this before we jump into things. Yeah. Um, John, fun fact about him, I just found out. He has never showed a property yet. He's that early licensed. Yep. But he has a pending already. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd love, quick. I'd love to hear some about that. That's a really cool story. Yeah. So um, it was my second open house just this Saturday, this last Saturday. Um, super nervous, kind of a last minute thing. My uh, mentor just reached out to me. She said, hey, let's get it set up. And uh, so I went there. And for the first hour, it was just me. And then a lender showed up. Uh, but this couple showed up with their two-year-old daughter. They said they're renting a couple houses down, um, and they're just loving everything about the house. Everything that they didn't like about the house they're renting was mm. better at this open house. Yeah. Um, so they mm. liked that it was the one story. And I'm doing the rev up uh, training classes with uh, Realty One Group right now. Mm. And one of the things they talked about at open houses was to look for, um, or to listen for people saying, oh, my couch would look good here, or yeah. oh, this could be the kid's bedroom. Mm -hmm. So the husband was doing that exact thing. Yeah. He's like, oh, this would be great for my office. Oh, and then he's mm -hmm. like, let me go. Can I test the water pressure? Uh, turn oh, on the yeah. shower? I'm like, go for it. It's a good sign. Um, and so, yeah, they love the house. And then driving home, I get a call from a number, and it's them. And he says, hey, we've never worked with a realtor, or a realtor before, but we'd love to move forward on this. Uh, what's the next step? So I called my mentor right away. Know. What's the next yeah, step? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I said, yeah, we're going to set up a meeting. Uh, I'll send you all the info. Called my mentor right away. Don, what do I do? Yeah. So she said, I'll meet you in the morning. Who happens to also be the listing agent exactly, on the other yeah. side of this transaction. She is the listing agent. So it's um, amazing. I was holding it open for her. So she's always been there. Every question I have mm -hmm. always answers the phone. Um, 
So she said, meet me in the morning. I'll get all the forms set up with you, go over them real quick, and then have them come over. I said, all right. So I've never been to the office before, but I showed up. She so was it's there. It's quite an entrance to, yeah. to the office. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So my first time in the office, and uh, she uh, kind of just, we had like an hour, and she kind of skimmed through everything I needed to know and got it set up with DocuSign. So then they showed up after I hyped myself up a little bit, yeah. uh, trying to build my confidence. Um, they showed up, and uh, yeah, we went over it. I sent it to them. They got it signed. So it's amazing. This episode is sponsored by Fiji Water. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Open houses are great. That's how I started my business. I did open houses every Saturday and Sunday for the first year, pretty much every day or every weekend, um, minus like vacations. And that's where a lot of my business first came from. So I think as long as you're in a market that can support open houses, you have to do them. Yeah. And it just gets you contacts. It gets you people skills. Mm -hmm. um, you'll have people that come through the door that are much more experienced buyers or sellers and you'll learn things from them. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember, uh, it wasn't an open house. It was one of my first showings before I closed the deal and I didn't know what an HVAC was. <laughs> was things like, like that with the systems of the house, the materials. Um, I feel like it's it easier up. for guys to learn because it's ingrained in them a little bit as they grow up, but you, you learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Through so other people. Pick it up through experience and yeah. repetition. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought that was quite, quite a way to get, get yeah. fired out of the gates. In, in Unexpected, but I'm um, excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and just being able to get experience of the first pending process and mm -hmm. transaction under your belt that quickly, I think, yeah. um, you know, just, it gives you a little bit of an advantage. So, you know, you, you get your, well, you, your feet wet, I guess, um, yeah, early exactly. on, which a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, don't have that luxury yeah it takes a lot of uh most people what what's the average like six months before you even three to six get some, get some sort of action yeah how long did it take you to get your first and he goes about um two month and a half or two okay yeah yeah so man and i i think mine was probably three months well you know like actually the story of my very first transaction was when i still lived in eastern washington you'll get a kick out of this really? i had a listing the guy picked me because I was the only one under 40 in the entire city that was a realtor. He wanted someone young that was going to hustle. And we listed this property. He had no idea. I had no experience. And it had a house fire and it burnt down mostly like a week before closing. So that was my first experience. Wow. So this really was good. in Eastern Washington? This was in Pullman, yeah. Wow. So it was okay. a really good learning experience. But my first actual one that closed was over here in, in Vancouver. Is that a different MLS? Yeah, that was PAC MLS. Okay. Are yeah. you still over there or no? No, definitely not. Okay. It's very antiquated over there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so I want to jump into some questions for Hannah because I think she's got a lot of advice that she could offer um, just any newer or someone considering getting in this business yeah. that, that might be listening, um, but also for you to, to kind of take some some of that and hopefully run with it and apply it. Um, I know just, just from John's go-getterness and how he's taken – um, how seriously he's taken getting into this business thus far that he's, he's actually the type of person that um, is going to apply this stuff and put the work in. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to watch that. And I think we'll be having you on hopefully a year from now and we'll be able to talk about how you did yeah, do that. for sure. Um, I so. so I think that'll be pretty cool to look back on. But Hannah, for, for you, um, I think one, I would love to have you talk a little bit about your strategies with consistency and growing the database, your emails, Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that yeah. might be overlooked, and I think I overlooked mm -hmm. personally when I first started 
um, that if you are on back to day one, you know, would be most important for him to apply and, and start. Okay. A um, couple of the things I first started with from day one, you mentioned my emails. Mm-hmm. I guess I overlooked that sometimes since I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. But I've always sent a weekly email, and I was inspired to do that from someone I followed off of Instagram for many years. Um, Who's that? Taya DiCarlo. Okay. In Los Angeles. Okay. She sent um, a weekend email. It was called, uh, I can't remember, Into the Weekend with Taya, I think is what she okay. called it. She gave it a name. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to send a weekly email, and i got to give it a name. So it's Weekend Happenings with Hannah. Nice. And it's fun. It's better than sign up for my weekly newsletter. That's kind yeah, of boring. Yeah. Like, what are you going right. to get? No, Weekend Happenings with Hannah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And so I did this. I remember making this email on a Sunday in the Coldwell Banker office on the west side. No one was there. I came up with the template. It was like a month after I started. Um, and it just has my video for the week at the top. And then it has the body of the email, three to five local events happening that people would enjoy for everyone and then at the bottom it has a listing a new listing doesn't have to be my own something connecting to the mls and then maybe a piece of real estate like graph Mm -hmm. chart something Mm -hmm. at the bottom and so the main point of that email was get in people's inbox every week get the repetition Mm -hmm. and then also see who's clicking on that property at the bottom so if you're sending from a thing like MailChimp or Sender.net, you can go look at the clicks list and you can see who clicked on what. That's what's really important is to follow up the next day and see who clicked on it. And then you call those people and they're like, gosh, I was thinking about real estate. How'd you know, Hannah? I'm like, I just have that way about me, you know? Um, So I've done that for the last three years and we very seldom miss it. Um, Most agents will not email marketing mm-hmm. and now we've ramped up yeah. the email marketing a little bit but it's good to just start with something yeah and I was on a call um, that Diana Rutherford hosted recently or last week with Ricky Carruth mm-hmm. and he's huge into the weekly emails um, and he just tries to build his email list and but he, he made a point that I never even really thought about with the email and when you're consistently at the same time same day every week emailing yeah. you're showing your audience, your people, probably starting with a smaller sphere and mm-hmm. it'll grow from there, but you're showing your people that you're actually in this as a profession. Exactly. And to not group you in with the cousin they know yes. or so-and-so who has dabbled in real estate. And so psychologically, even if n- nothing ever comes from it initially, your people are seeing how serious you're taking this and that you're consistent. Yeah. And that matters because they want that in an agent. And when he said that, I was like, wow, that's the best way I've ever heard it put. It's so important. There's way too many dabblers in this industry, and it's so annoying to me as someone who's mm-hmm. actually running a business, has a payroll, has rent for an office. Um, you have to be showing up as a professional or you're not going to last. Right. Absolutely. So email list, you're a huge advocate of that. You think everybody should probably do that? Yes. Yeah. If you're for real, you should. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how, how big was your list when you started? And oh, very you know small. It was now? probably like 30 people. Okay. It's still not that big, all things considered. I think it's maybe 400, but it's 400 very good subscribers. Yeah. It's only people who have inquired or have signed up for it purposefully. Mm-hmm. Like they, they wanted to sign up for it. Definitely don't do cold email, in my yeah. opinion. Do you, you, so you don't like enroll past clients? Or no, I do. Try, okay. okay. Past, if, if you are if engaging in real business. estate services yeah. or you want to sign up for it because I've mm-hmm. plugged it on all of my social medias, mm-hmm. then you're on it. 
that, that's awesome. Yeah. And so at 400, what, what's, I mean, maybe, maybe the metrics have changed a little bit, but I remember hearing like, what's like one out of 10 people are probably going to make a move this year, mm. something like that, 10%. So in there, you know, you might have 40, 40 different transactions that Absolutely. come just from that, that pawn. Yeah. And I look at those names and I see who's clicking on stuff every mm-hmm. week. And I know a lot of people are gearing up for a purchase or a sale. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what, what else? What else do you think you should start? Um, this one's really simple, but I didn't implement it for a while. It's just working out of your CRM. Yeah. It's really um, cliche advice, but I think it's good advice. I follow kind of the traditional agent structure where in the mornings I go to the office and I follow up with my clients. I work out of my database. I work for on my tasks for the day. I'm going to send Sally this property that came up. I need to check in about interest rates for this person. And I want to tell this person about the um, first time home buyer thing that just came out. Yeah. And you just have to be doing that on a daily basis because if you don't, then you're just being reactive. Yeah. So you just have your checklist and then every day go to the office in the morning and Mm -hmm. complete it. Okay. Yeah. And the psychology behind doing that in the morning some agents don't, but the psychology is before your day goes haywire, before things go mm-hmm. sideways, before mm-hmm. everyone wants everything from you, you mm-hmm. just get that done. Yeah. And you can ignore incoming requests for a couple hours in the morning. Right. It's possible to do that. So time blocking your yeah. morning out. I love that because that's, that's one thing. And you might not feel it right now because obviously it's slow and you don't have a bunch of people pulling at you right in the mm-hmm. beginning. But there will come a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like... I don't even know how I'm supposed to make my contacts or whatever those commitments yeah. are. Yes. Um, because, you know, you've got two clients that want to see properties today and yeah. they each want to see five. And then there, there's your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that. When, when you're talking about sending out emails and stuff, are you, this is kind of like your people that maybe are considering or currently shopping or just trying to get them to move a little bit? In my, like C- you're talking about people yeah, that are yeah. following my CRM. Yeah, email is part of that too. Um, I have a thing called BombBomb where you can send videos on your email. Love There's that. other apps for it too. It's a game changer. Most people don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might find it tacky or annoying, but you're getting face-to-face and you're creating a personal message for people. So even if someone doesn't give you their phone number, you can connect with them on a personal basis. Okay. And I've gotten so many people that are like, oh my gosh, you made me a video? Yeah. Right. With like, thank you so much for that personal video. That was so nice of you. Mm-hmm. And so... I'll follow up with people via email that way as well. So I'm, I'm assuming you're probably not a fan or a big fan of like drip campaigns. Um, I don't do drip campaigns right now and I wouldn't be opposed to them necessarily, but I think a lot of them out there are very tacky mm-hmm. and they are just exactly what everyone else is doing in real estate. If I can just buy the drip campaign off of some site online, then mm-hmm. thousands of agents are, already have it. And I want to do something personalized for Clark County. Like I want to be the local expert. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather have my assistant curate our couple emails a week and send those out to yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, it probably makes a huge difference being more personal in a world it where does. everything's so automated. Yes. Yeah. You stand out. And we were mm-hmm. talking about that um, earlier at coffee. Like how do you stand out? Yeah. And that's, I think that's a question that every realtor has spent hours and hours trying to figure out mm-hmm. and crack the code for. Um, in their business because we are in a sea of people who say they do the same thing as you. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. What about, do you have any questions for, for either one of us, um, I guess around starting out? Um, for both of you, kind of what did you uh, think real estate was before getting into it and then 
after maybe a couple months in, you realized <clears throat> was completely different than mm. you thought? That's good. You want to go? You go first. I thought real estate was uh, big checks and uh, one of the best places you could go to make good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in because I wanted to make good money. Um, and so, but the mistake I made early on was that caused me to be a little too transactional. The opposite of the way Hannah started out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started out chasing the the guy that wants to, you know, hunting, I guess you could say, and, and trying to find the next deal, trying to turn over the next stone and get another closing. And um, But through that process, what I didn't realize was how important relationships were and the lasting relationships, because that's how you build yeah. on each year and, and continue to grow and see success. And so for me, yeah, I was too transactional. Um, but that's just because I was focused on the money. Yeah. But I mean, I was your age, so I think yeah, a lot exactly. of kids are that way. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably been the biggest shift is realizing that it's more about how many people you're friends with in the marketplace yeah. that know you're a realtor and you're close enough to them. And whether it's a past client or um, you know someone in your family, you're close to them mm-hmm. because you're friends and you also show them consistency and and that that you you know you're the guy to turn to. Yeah when the time's right. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Perfect. Yeah. My start was interesting. I guess I'll give a little bit of a backstory so you understand my answer. By the grace of God, I was sitting on my porch in the summer of 2020 after my internship for the day was over and I was looking for what career I wanted to do when I graduated college. I had one more year left after that summer was over and I fell upon Tom Ferry videos For those of you who don't know, Tom Ferry is a real estate coach. There's a lot of them out there. He's one of the biggest names. And I just binged on his videos. And I was like, gosh, if I got into this profession, I would have some flexibility, but I understand it's not 100% flexible. And I think I could do better at this just by being who I am. Like I could do a better job than most agents Mm -hmm. just by being the put together individual that I am. Um, And so I think I, I started off in a really good group and if I hadn't started off yeah. in that group, my career would have been drastically different. Because um, if you start off in you know, a very small pond where everyone says you have to cold call, something right. like that, your experience is very different. Yeah. And maybe you do think a little bit more transactionally. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always knew it was about building a brand. Tom always said, gotta be on video. So I started on video from day one. I don't think I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, it's just one of those things where you don't know what you don't know, but I knew that I was building a business. I, I knew that I was not just a realtor looking right. for a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense. And I think we talk about this a lot, but being able to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, you hear it from everybody who's successful. Yes. You know, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and, yeah. and all that's true. And you need to get into networks. And we've talked about that too, like nationally, connecting with people in other marketplaces who aren't afraid to share, you know, tips with you that maybe they would be more reserved if you were their competitor locally. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like for me, I feel like I, I mean, you know, I've got, I've got friends that are still, you know, my age and and don't have the same ambitions as as me and stuff, but I can balance that out because I devour podcasts and audiobooks and I'm constantly feeding, you know, Ed Milet and, uh, Alex Hermosi and all, all these people that understand the game at a much higher level. You can, I mean, they don't know me, but I'm kind of able to be around them by yeah. consuming that content and, so, and always growing. Yeah. yeah. That's everything is connecting with people who are where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I would be nowhere without 
my national networking groups. Yeah. And every person you connect with who you actually have a really good connection with, you know, a good question you should always ask people is like, who, who do you know that I should know? Like who, who, yeah. should, who would be able to help me in, yeah. you know, in this journey? Um, and people love connecting you. And I, and I think at least for me, and maybe your experience is different, but early on, I think people loved that I was this young guy and I was working hard yes. and they wanted to help. And yes. I feel like I got more advice and help than the average person because yes. of my age. You do. People yeah. love helping young people who are confident and seem like they could be successful. People mm -hmm. do not like helping young people who have no confidence and seem kind of cocky and arrogant. Entitled, yeah. Which is yeah. really easy to fall into in the real estate mm -hmm. profession. Um, there's a lot of flashiness and flexing and you'll realize you'll come to realize that the people that are flexing the most a lot of times are in the worst positions financially <laughs> yeah. or they're yeah. kind of insecure um the great david caldwell over in portland oregon he always talks about you know what's your profit mm -hmm. not what's your mm. don't look at your revenue at the top yep. line i mean it's important yeah. but what's your profit yeah. and most realtors will overlook that yeah. and you you have to be looking at your profit yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I definitely made that mistake. It, yeah. Early it's on. It's so it's so I was chasing easy. the leaderboards, you know. And it's Which it's, is fun. We're competitive I, and you know, I, there's, why can't there's, we have both? There's part why of that. can't we have both? Yeah. But I'm going after don't both. Don't sacrifice profit in pursuit of your volume number yeah. or your amount of deals. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta treat it like a business. Um, shoot, I forgot A what lot I was of people in this business are in the red too. Oh yeah. They wouldn't tell you that, but yeah. they are. Even yeah. some of the biggest names. So choose who you follow wisely. They are in the red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very, very true. And we were talking about that earlier too, about how, you know, you think these big names and big teams and big dollar amounts and volume and closing amounts, you think that means more success. But right now, especially during this last season, it also means more bills and yeah. more, you know, more, a much higher break even point and amount of deals just to get back to zero. Yeah. And so a lot of people getting hurt the hardest throughout this 2023 season and higher interest rate environment uh, are actually those people. So being able to stay lean. One thing I, I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I think a serious advantage that you have, especially in this season, you know, coming into the next robust season where everybody's excited and whatnot again, yeah. um, is the fact that you have low overhead. Mm -hmm. You don't have so as much to you know, weight to carry, so you don't have to. That'll allow you the benefit of playing the long game, yeah, and yes. not having to rush or adjust your actions just to scrape and claw and have commission breath to try and close yeah. that next deal to survive. So you think about it, like most of your competition in this marketplace, they have family and they have a lot of other pressures that are forcing them out of their consistency and actions. Yeah, and you have the benefit of sticking to it. You just yeah. gotta do it. Right? Yep, exactly. The downside is you have less pressure and you know fire to on, push, your, on your yeah. ass. So you need to you need to make sure you, you keep that hunger alive. But yeah. You know. Can I say something about this? Yeah. Um, when I first started I had moved to Vancouver Camas area and I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And I decided to rent a bedroom in a three bedroom house with some other girls just to keep expenses low. And I did that for a while. Yeah. Like I did that in a year when my tax returns said four hundred thousand dollars on them. Mm -hmm. I was renting a bedroom, but it allowed me to save money. Yeah. To then be able to go buy my house myself. Yeah. Um. So if you're like living with parents, living with roommates, you should try and do that for as long as you feasibly can. Yeah. Because that move saved me my down payment. Yeah. Yeah. And it made it so that I wasn't dying every month. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, and able to continue operating out of abundance, not scarcity. Um, exactly. And I think that's the hardest part with this season is there's there's a lot of people that are being forced into just decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make, but it's they're having to act out of desperation now, mm-hmm. not abundance, which can cause a lot of people to falter from their from that consistency and fall yeah. off that path. Um, what about your favorite books? What have been some of the best books you've read that he should consume? My favorite book of all time is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. That's the one that definitely changed my life. I read it. I tried to read it like 2019 or something, and I was like, this book sucks. Yeah. It's like this, what am I, in English class, like in 11th grade or something? Yeah. And I didn't, I put it down. And then I picked it back up the next summer in 2020, and I was like, wow, this hits different. And I read the whole thing in like a couple days. Mm-hmm. And it definitely felt like, I don't know, God was speaking to me through that book. Yeah. And it just clicked. The message is one that resonates through all of human history. It's mm-hmm. not a flashy book. Right. Um, I love that book. I try yeah. and come back and read it every year. So you think when you first read it, you weren't just in the place to really receive and digest that? Info? Yes, I totally was not. Mm-hmm. And then I picked it up another time and I, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So follow Tom Ferry. Follow Tom read Ferry. Think and Grow Rich. Have you read Think and Grow Rich? I haven't, no. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. There's only one book foundation. you can read. That's the one. Perfect. There's a lot of books out there. Well, yeah. it's also the type of book that if you've consumed that info, um, you'll start to realize the other people who understand that. Okay. And it's kind of like uh, how to win friends and influence people. It's a great Very one. similar. Yep. You know, you start to realize certain people who have consumed that book too mm-hmm. and the way they operate because yeah. it does adjust your demeanor. It changed that, like, Mine would be more how, how to win friends and influence people, but mm-hmm. realizing like, oh, okay, so all you have to do is help other people win yeah. and do that over and over. And then you win. And then, you know, a modern version, Alex Ramosi says, nothing compounds faster than goodwill, not even money. Mm-hmm. So the more goodwill you put out in the marketplace, the more people you help, um, you know, let's even, even as much as like if you met uh, a client that was in a really tough spot or, but they needed to sell and, you know, they, they, they couldn't really afford, they're trying to do FISBO because mm-hmm. they can't afford an agent because the yeah. margins are tight and you, maybe you step up and you help them for free yeah. in the beginning. That's a, that's a person you've, that now you've deployed goodwill to and you never know what will come back from that. Yeah. yeah. So. You can, what's the quote? I always say it wrong. You can never go wrong by doing the right thing or something mm-hmm. like that. If mm-hmm. you do the right thing, even if it doesn't benefit you in the moment, mm-hmm. it will come back to you at the end. Yeah. yeah. You can never be the agent that, has to have them buy has to have them sell you always have to give them honest advice even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't even if it means you don't get paid yeah otherwise you're not doing your job and you have to mean it from the heart too you can't just be like well i tell my clients whatever is best for them and not really mean it yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah um on that same call that i was talking about earlier ricky was talking about that um Mm -hmm. how he really he does not push he saves that until there's a moment where you know his clients trust him and if he thinks they might be making a decision or backing out of something that really like we can resolve, he'll play that card uh, only when he has to yeah. to help them. And and when he does play that card, they trust him because they know he's not just chasing a commission check. Yeah. In yes. fact, we looked at three homes before this one that he said don't buy. Yeah. And you know a lot yeah. of people don't do that. The beautiful thing about being a realtor is this isn't your car lot. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be worried that they're not going to buy your Ford because they're going to go get a Chevy. You're a broker. You're selling yourself. Yeah. And as long as, you know, you you got that connection, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll be able to close a deal somewhere, hopefully. One great piece of advice I heard from an agent, it was just online, was 
be the buyer's dad when you take them to the first showing. Mm. So like point out some of the things that are wrong with the home. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's not like a perfect fit for them. Perfect fit, great. But if there's something wrong, like point it out. Don't try and hide it. And they'll be like, oh, like he cares Mm -hmm. about both the positives and the negatives. Yeah. That is good. I've heard some strategies around this. One of the first, and I won't name names because he's in our marketplace. Um, But there's somebody I know who's very reputable guy in our marketplace, uh, big name. And one of the first trainings, I think I was 17 when I went to the training. I didn't have my license yet, but mm, okay. he said that uh, he used to, because he would drive, this is back in the day where they really wanted to drive. Like, I don't know, do you drive your clients usually in your car? I mean, some Depends out of state. on if they're, only if they're in town and they need like okay. some sort of tour. Sure. So he was very adamant that he drives all his clients around. That okay. things maybe have changed a little things bit. Things have definitely changed for sure. In the last but 10 years what that. he would do is he would schedule the showings, um, and the first showing he would put on the list, and you know it, it definitely wasn't a good fit. And he mm. put that in there on purpose. Hmm. Pull up to the house, look at it, and go, uh, "You guys, I am so sorry I took you here. This point, the roof bad, whatever yeah. points a few things out. Let's just skip it. Let's not waste our time. Let's go to the next one." Yeah, and he would Let's do that on the purpose extra mile. to show them yeah. that he's not just trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's, any last words of wisdom? There's so much, I know it's like drinking through a fire hose. Yeah, no. Um, but we do want to help, you know, that's what KFA, this community, there's a lot of good people that, like we said, it's not just because you're young, but we want to see young hustlers rise yeah. up and succeed. And so we're here for you and we yeah. can connect you to more people. But is there anything else that you'd want to tell them right now? Stay humble. Yeah. The mm-hmm. most successful people, they don't flex the most. Mm-hmm. He's going to leave here and go, I, I, I got my first under contract like a month before Hannah did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Good job. Yeah. Uh, now, you realize that if you look at the leaderboards, which, you know, I'm always looking at the leaderboards. I want to be at yeah. the top. But a lot of times the people that are making a lot of money, they have other businesses where they're investing on the back end and mm-hmm. they may not be showing up at the top. Yeah. So just like oh, stay yeah. humble. You never know who you're talking to. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I made a lot more money doing wholesale than the year that I was crushing the leaderboards, but mm-hmm. nobody knew about it. Yeah. So That's fine. No one has know. to know. They don't. They absolutely don't. So yeah. silent success. Anything Perfect. else? Um, just for anyone new, just know that I quickly learned this. People are here to help you, and they're mm-hmm. so happy to help. Um, it might be scary reaching out to like adult realtors like for me <laughs> like, like I was in high school and I texted Dayton and it was like kind of I was a little nervous but then once I did it I was like he responded immediately he brought up let's meet for coffee um and then I uh he connected me with my mentor Don Bodine and she's never not been there for me and gives great. great advice so just don't be like afraid and definitely if you're thinking about starting real estate um reach out to agents in your area mm-hmm. and they'd love to help yeah most of them absolutely well mic drop perfect thank, thank you, you guys that yeah. was awesome <laughs>